Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is the Turbo Duo. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. We wanted to come to you uh, with a shorter video, but give you guys a little taste of the Retro Game Con that we just uh, left. Excuse me. Did I say Retro Game Con? Retro <laughs> World Expo. Getting them confused. Retro World Expo that we just uh, came back from. Um, Hot off the press. Here in Hartford, Connecticut, and just wanted to share with you guys some of the flavor of how the how the show was compared to let's say last year and then also share with you guys some of our our pickups that we got it's all the, about the pickups at the show and um, just give you a little bit of uh, our experience there so without further ado I to do. my to my left is always my hetero life mate Trent E Wright the 3rd Esquire Esquire in the building as they would say and we are joined by a most special guest this is a technically a turbo duo and a half yeah with the little maestro. Two and three quarters. Salvatore Thomas Mata. He's throwing up the ones right now in case you're just uh, listening. Do you have a good time at the show, Sal? Say it so everybody can hear you. Yep. Nice. <laughs> so um, we got to the show relatively early. Um, I would say probably within an hour of it starting. Around 1030 or so. And um, just off the bat, I would say... You know, probably the same amount of vendors as last year. You know, good amount of vendors. Yeah, the arcade, I think so. The arcades were popping. Arcades yeah. were good. I, it feels... Uh, I think they spread out the arcade a little bit. I think they like they went up on the uh, the gaming tournaments. Yes. It feels like... There were so many of the, <laughs> of the consoles that were set yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, they had it last year. I, I mean, it's hard to remember exactly how they had it Wait, set up. Wait, when you say gaming tournaments, oh, what, do you, I what meant, do you mean? I kind of meant like You mean everything. just like the consoles? The, the tournaments and the consoles. I mean, there were, guys, there were TV screens everywhere. I mean, there was so much All space. All the 13-inch uh, Trinitrons you could handle. Yes, you gotta you got to have a Trinitron. I mean, if you're going to do yeah. old-school gaming, it's got to be on a Trinitron. Yeah. NHL right. 94 everywhere. Either that or an Emerson with the rabbit ears. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, but I had a... I had a, I mean, all in all, a really good time. I had a blast. Um, yeah. I usually go pretty hard. Pretty much. We usually, we usually go pretty hard on these, but I actually just kind of took a step back this year, I think, and well, just had a little bit more fun with it. See, the thing is, when we've, uh, we've been in the game for a while, as they would say, so you start to collect everything, and you know, at some point, you're only looking for a few things, and those are right. few and far between. Right. So you don't end up with uh, oodles of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, um, there, it seemed like there were, there was not as much activity when it came to art and cosplayers. At least from my opinion, from just seeing what it was, lots of T-shirts. It seemed like there were there were more vendors that had T-shirts this year. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah, that was out. Yeah, with that one guy who had just tons of different stuff. I mean, there was the people that always have the. The video game ones, like the Turbo Graphics logo, yep. the GameCube ones, yep. which are pretty cool. The other guy had some uh, had some cool stuff and a retro uh, Funko Land shirt. We will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. That was uh, yeah. We will get to that. Did you see the Sega one he had? I did. I couldn't pick out what that actually looked like though. It looked like a weird Sega logo. I can't remember now. Well, it was different. I think the E was from Eternal Champions. Oh, like from all different it Sega games. It pulled like four different letters from four different Sega games to spell Sega. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, the A must have been from Altered Beast. Yeah, it was. Okay. I, don't, I can't remember. I don't remember visually what the other yeah. two were. So there there are some vendors that do regular logo t-shirts or baseball tees sometimes. But uh, there was one particular vendor that had just all different designs of plays on a console. Or he had one that said 20 years Dreamcast. Dreamcast just celebrated its 20-year anniversary. And 
you had you know 20 dreamcast in the dreamcast font but then it had the swirl was the was the zero so a little bit of you know fun play on on uh on the console graphics um uh, thing so um you want to get into the you want to get into the games or do, you know i want to say one more thing um uh shout out to uh the guys from my life in gaming Corey and mark and uh chris alamo from uh, classic. classic gaming quarterly um, those are uh, two of the the groups that uh, kind of inspired our channel. So we want to say thank you to them. And uh, they were there. We got to meet those guys. If you haven't seen their channel yet, check out Classic Gaming Quarterly on uh, on YouTube. If you're into Classic Gaming, I mean, you must have seen these guys. But uh, Chris Alamo, Classic Gaming Quarterly, and um, Corey Carlson from uh, My Life in Gaming. All those just are great our- guys. Just great just as good in person as they are on their channels you know it's refreshing to to talk to somebody like that that isn't yep over you know over help, themselves help us out with our uh, our podcasting inquiries yeah on, so that was on the on the video end yeah so it's it's nice for the guys from um you know retro games plus and retro uh, world expo to be able to bring in that that you know type of a youtuber to to uh support the event and really make it more than just buying and selling video games it's a whole experience they were having a panel we had uh, we had to get uh get leaving early but they were going to have a panel um, a magazine read through so i mean just soaking up all of the retro goodness that you can at these shows it's just it's just a blast um the arcade games yeah. i you, you had fun what did you have fun playing any arcade mm-hmm. games yeah. what did you like um street fighter you did play street fighter you played street fighter with mommy Mm-hmm. Ken, yeah. Ken against Chun Li. Did you win? Um, two times. You beat mommy two times. Yeah. Two times. Wow. Two times. Um, playing arcade <laughs> games, it's you almost forget, and, and you you've been down to barcade quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but you almost forget if you haven't played them in a while. Just there's something with an arcade screen that makes it kind of special. You know, I was playing R Type. Yeah. Uh, and it's just I don't know what it is about that setup or if it's the buttons, but. It was it was a lot of fun. I played our type. I got through like a level and a half, and that was I don't know. It's just a lot of fun when you can. Yeah, I mean, you really gotta if you want to play the arcade games there. You gotta you pretty much have to be there like all day, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, there's just tons of people like waiting to play, and then as soon as you get off one, you want to play another one, but someone's already playing that one. Right. For right. me, it's I I just wanted to play pinball games. I don't know why, but I just love the pinball games. They it had like you uh, were doing pretty well over there. What was the game that you were playing? It's funny because I used to, they had Funhouse. Yeah, Funhouse. I don't. They used to have this when we would go on vacation. They had it at um in New Hampshire at this uh, hotel we stayed at, and so I just I, they had that was a one pinball game they had, and I just played it all the time. And I was like, oh my god, they got Funhouse because I don't think that I don't think they had it there last. Is that year. a popular one? I mean, it was it's by Williams. They're the ones that did pretty much like. Million, I think it's right. Williams and Midway. I don't know if right. Midway didn't, but Williams did pretty much like all the big name pinball games. Then, I mean, they had that. There was some other weird ones. They had some newer ones, but yeah, the Fun House. It's good. It, has it looked just, like a lot of fun. Yeah, it has just like different, uh, like obstacles and and bumpers in it to make it a little bit better than some of the other ones. Some of them are just kind of. It's just like. You just—it's just a pinball board, and then there's just kind of just like a few basic ramps and everything. Right. And this one had like the like the ventriloquist doll with his mouth, so you had to like shoot the ball in there, mm-hmm. and then like the fun house would close at midnight, and then you get like bonus balls. Yeah, it's I, just a—it's just a fun. Pinball I found game. that certain pinball machines also have a different click to them when you're when you're pressing in the the bumpers. 
There's, yeah. There's sometimes there's there's like a real snappy click, and then sometimes it's well, it's also because they're all like thirty years old that's at this true. point. So unless they're that's true, the up keeps on them like all the time. Then they do kind of you know it's like a delay. Right. It's like playing like a like a retron or something. There's like that <laughs> minute delay in it where you can just notice it enough yeah. where it affects your game, like yeah. a punch out. But I noticed also there's ones where you have to pull to, to launch the ball where the little guy was playing Bram Stoker's Dracula and that one was just like a button. Yes. And then it, and the, it's, yeah, it the newer ones, it's just, it's just a button and shoots it out. Yeah. Other ones you got to pull back and let the spring go. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I was watching some guy play Back to the Future. It actually looked really good, but then we got pulled in another direction. And yeah. I think we played Magic Sword, yeah, you the did. Capcom game, which yep. is which is actually a blast. That's a lot of fun. I remember us playing that years ago at Vernon Golfland. Many moons. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that now. Yeah. Talking about that one. Yeah. We are very excited to share the games. <laughs> Why don't we just get into the games? Let's get into. The game. All right. Me first. You, you want you want to do yours first? Yeah. All right. Why don't we get into Sal's game? So this would you would say is the holy grail this, of the day. This is okay. So so <laughs> so Sal is very into Star Wars. We are kind of launched into Star Wars here. We are in deep space in the Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, so Sal got Sal found a game in a bin that uh, you know sometimes you can find some crazy games in a bin that you've never seen before that are worth hundreds of dollars. This isn't it. But it is a very special game nonetheless. You want to show the people? Let's show everybody. Look at that. Star Wars The Clone Wars Republic Heroes on PlayStation Portable. Look at that game. Now, to me, this looks like a... It's kind of like a hack and slash. Like a hack and slash action game. Sure. Like a Tomb Raider, if you will. Or like a 3D style game. I think it's... You is know. it complete, Sal? We got to show the people. Is it complete? Op- open it up. Yeah. Let's see. Look at that, everybody. Oh yeah. Ooh, it's rated teen. Wow, surprising. It's it's a wonder what five dollars will buy you. So that was a that was a solid deal right there. We'll get the uh, component cords hooked up and maybe play that later. What do you think? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Trent, why don't you go? Yeah. You got a game you want to show off? Oh, I'm gonna go first. Sure. Why not? Um, just show one. We'll, we'll we'll go back and forth. Oh, we'll go back to back, back to back. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna start off with the one that I didn't pick up today. Oh, okay. But I had. But a, still special nonetheless. It is very special. Uh, so my friend hooked this up for me at the uh, archive in Bridgeport. Slimeface on Instagram. That's with a Y. Oh, I've seen him on on our channel. Yeah. Okay. And it is the very original Red Box Night Trap in immaculate condition. Wow. Now, if you're familiar with Night Trap, this original one, this was the first, the original one that came out, and then they There's repackaged it. Um, was it in the was it in a regular box or was it in like the blue it the was blue stripe? It was in Night the, Trap the, the plastic CD shell. Okay, yeah. It was in, with the blue Sega CD logo kind of running down the left side. Yeah, but that okay. was that was the that's what this one looks like. So if this is the 32x version, but it looked like that, but instead of the CD 32x, it was just the blue stripe. I find that the red box is ex- way more iconic. Well, especially the way uh, more. I mean, especially the cover. It's like super cheesy B movie cover with, um, with a ghoul on the front. Look at that. Look but at that I mean, thing. in terms of like actually playing the game i mean the sega cd 32x version is definitely way better you have a wide you have a wider screen and just the the quality of the video is like 
10 times better than this one. But in terms of collecting, uh, this is definitely the one I would go for, the Redbox version. And that was, uh, this is my first pickup of a, a few weeks ago, actually. But I had to mention that because it's very timely with our pickups. That's a sweet pickup. I, I Actually, that's like a, just a, when you think about historically, when you think about gaming and where it's been and where it's going, Night Trap was one of those influences that not only influenced the FMV game genre, but just maturity in video games and bringing yeah. it to another level, bringing it to a more of a movie-like level when when we think about all of the all of the single player games that have these deep experiences think of uncharted or or halo or the single player campaign of halo or gears of war or or uh horizon or any one of these you know that 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 mature narrative i think night trap has its hand in a lot of that in fact uh cory carlson from my life in gaming did a whole documentary on that. i was just gonna say that yeah Yeah, they have a they do have a blu-ray available on uh, the night, the history of Night Trap, which we definitely recommend uh, picking that one up. And now it's on to you, my good sir. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do I want to start with? Um, I think this one right here. Yeah. So the first game. So I got to admit that we're going to be a little bit boring here, guys, because I just have mostly Sega Saturn games, as you may know. That's all him. That's what we're uh, <laughs> going after here, and we found some pretty good deals. That's one thing I'd say. There were some vendors that had very good deals. There were some vendors that made you puzzle your puzzler. Cause, <laughs> puzzle your puzzler. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a Dr. Seuss reference. Um, yeah, some of the vendors were a little outlandish, but others were reasonable. So it all depended on who you went to. Um, I, th- I know that the Retro World Expo guys really tried to make it easier for the, the vendors game? to have more competitive prices. What is that game? Um, so we appreciate what is that. that game? He's going <laughs> to... Let him talk. <laughs> and the, game, the first game is called Heir of Zendor, The Legend and the Land. Not to be confused with the hair of Endor, the Chewbacca saga. <laughs> that, <laughs> I would say I'd rather play that not knowing anything about it. This is a, a strategy game that came out, uh, I believe, earlier in the Saturn's life. Uh, did not garner great reviews. Does, Lead does the Zendorian Brigade into battle. Yeah, it does not have a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, following behind it, but it is another game we needed to uh, wipe <laughs> off the list. Um... What else do we want to show? I'll show yeah, one just, more. Just, yeah, just bang out another one. Sure, why not? There's not much uh, story to Here, uh, Here's one, going back to your conversation about uh, pinball. This is actually a pretty interesting game. I, I, I like... The first game I ever played that was a pinball game was Pinbot on the NES. And oh. I, and I actually thought that was pretty fun And did back, you, back when I was a kid. And it is, I just posted that the other day when I went to the brewery. That yes. The pinball is an actual pin, an actual pinball, pinball which I didn't know pinball, yeah, until I saw yeah. it. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was an actual arcade game." Now I don't think any of these are, but this uh, this game we picked up um, was a really good deal, and it was Last Gladiator's Digital Pinball. So one. I mean, Most it's no, likely. it's no crew ball, but I mean, Last Gladiators. I mean, that sounds like a sequel to like Dark Rift. <laughs> I would say this is probably better than Dark Rift. or Criticom. But that's another one uh, that we liked off the list. Do you want me to go with another one? Or... Oh no, let's keep the pinball games rolling. Cause... Oh, let's do it. Because <laughs> I've yeah. got one. And if you're gonna play pinball, you want to be Uh-oh. high and fast, Uh-oh. and that is 
High Speed Pinball by Trade West. Now, I never heard of this game before I saw you pick this up Okay, today. so literally the only reason why I remember this game is we used to go to uh, Video Galaxy. Oh, yeah. When it was in the uh, JCPenney and ShopRite uh, Plaza. <laughs> well, tell, tell everybody what and you're so talking about. Is, is, are you talking it's just, about? A, you know, your standard video store, uh, video rental place. And they, so this, they had the actual boxes there. You know, like, oh. um, so you could, like, look at the, like, it actually had the box. The actual and, like, the game NES in a, box? In a, in a game in a plastic case behind it. And for some reason, like, the graphics on this game were, like, they looked, like, so colorful and amazing. I, I would always, I never Color's rent, important. Never rent it, but always just look at the box. I'm like, wow, this this game looks so awesome. It only took you 30 years <laughs> to realize your dream, your color dreams. And then I just never, I never rented it from Video Gogs because we, my friend Justin had the Video Galaxy uh, card. We, oh. didn't, we never had one because we would just Oh, go you to had stop. to have a membership? Yeah, because we would always go to Stop and Shop, the okay. video rental. And so I never got it. And um, But it's actually a pinball game. It's, uh, it's allegedly the world's number one pinball as well. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I, I, <laughs> now I know because I can see it right on the cover. Yeah. There. And that is a Williams board. It is Williams, It looks yeah. like it's a... It, was it originally... By Trade a, West. Well, the and publisher. Rare. We, we have, everybody's on this one. Now, was do you know if this was, <laughs> know, this was a board? I believe so. A I believe it was board? an actual pinball game. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really know much that uh, that much about it. I hope it's I hope it plays decent. I mean, we're talking about like a thirty year old game, so I mean, I actually looked it up a few months ago, and it seemed like people were still into it. I mean, they mentioned the detail and the graphics, so uh, hopefully it's decent. But yeah, more pinball, never have enough. And you know, it's amazing to me um, to make a segue that has no reference to what you just said. Um, it's got balls. It does have ball. Uh, to yeah, to a game that has balls. <laughs> it's not um, balls 3D, but <laughs> back in, in these generations, there you know when we think about gaming now and we think about launch games, generally we don't talk about best games in their genre or or games that kind of stand the test of time. Usually, when it's the launch games now, they're pretty much forgotten right after like that first year because they're almost just rehashes of what came during the previous generation. Right. Yeah. Um, but this game is actually considered one of the best, if not the best, uh, golf simulation on the Sega Saturn. It's like as soon as you said golf, everyone turned out. Every... <laughs> it was like, oh, um, never mind. And it's uh, Pebble Beach Golf Links not for sure. Sega Saturn, which was a which was a launch game, and I believe it was a launch game. I don't want to put myself to it, but I believe it was. And this was actually a 3DO game, one of the many 3DO games that was uh, converted over to the Sega Saturn and actually has quite a, a you know uh, nice. a good a good review history on it. You can play one to four players. Um, uses uses digitized I'm kinda uh, confused. characters. I'm kind of confused by this. It says one to four players and then it has the six player icon on well, it. Well, because you need a six player adapter for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's got uh, Craig Stadler. I'm always I was always the, confused by that. Where you the need a, on it. Why Why would you need a multi tap for uh, um? You could probably just do. Game. You probably could just do switching out, on, <laughs> hot, hot swapping with one yeah. controller. Yeah. But um, you know, for what it, it is, it is what it is. It's a very, very reasonable game. If you guys are looking to add games to your Saturn library and you like, you know, sports games, but you know, go these golf games at this time were not too simulation. They were still fun and easy to pick up and play. And from all of what I've seen, that's this game. I do have Pebble Beach Golf Links for Genesis, and that game's a ton of fun. So I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a different engine, but um, this game you know comes highly recommended. So if you can if you can find this, it's you know 
I mean, I think I got this for about five bucks, and the case, Saturn cases at this point are worth five bucks on their own. So um, <laughs> even if you got to swap them out, yeah, it's another game. Yeah, so uh, you know, comes recommended. Highly you wanna, recommended. You want to go with another one? Go do one of the uh, the boxes. There. Oh, I've got the boxes. Mm. Um, you know what? Let's. I'll just kind of do these two together because they're the same. So I managed to pick up. They are not the same. I played <laughs> them. They are not the same. <laughs> no, I mean they're they're related in a way. Right. It was the uh, Attitude Era, so to speak. I picked up two boxed uh, N64 games, which is... The first one is WWF Warzone, which I have Attitude in the box already. And WCW Mayhem, which is the uh, the, rest, the WCW game EA took over after uh, THQ left and went to uh, the WWF. And they're, they're both complete. And this one still has the Tommy K's sticker on it, too. So I think that makes it more rare. Definitely. If I was going to relist it on eBay. Absolutely. <laughs> and they have uh, my main man, Tony Schiavone, doing the commentating in this one. Um, had you, now, had you... We tried both of these games out when we had gotten home. Have you had you seen that or played that before? This. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember renting it at Blockbuster when it came out. For some reason, I never... I mean, because I was a nut for wrestling, and I still am, but... Right. I picked up anything wrestling back then. I didn't pick up Mayhem. I remember renting it, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, Warzone, I thought it was the greatest game. <laughs> it was the greatest wrestling game ever made. It probably to that point, it probably was. I mean, if you're going, what year this, was that? This was '97, '90. Yeah, '97 was the first one, and then Attitude came out after that. Um, but it, this was like it had like a legit creator wrestler in it, and mm-hmm. that was like a big selling point mm-hmm. back then. Um, but I, th- I thought it played really well. I actually enjoyed enjoyed playing. I thought the sounds were good. Controls were good. Crowd noise. It's all good. Everything. Um, everything seemed to work really well. I don't think it's it's necessarily as good as the THQ games. Oh no, you can't even compare it. But it's it's you know it's better than Mayhem. the other games that were made. Yeah, the, the other games that were made. I don't you know I don't know what the other publishers were, but definitely. Um, I mean, I know, paid like a well polished game, a well made game. Yeah, I mean, I paid like six bucks each for these. So I mean. Any game in a the box, complete, box yeah. like <laughs> is where then I just want it because I'm I just trying to get all the the wrestling games on 64 complete so I can end up displaying them with all my other stuff. So there's that. One of the things that uh, Sal got here, ooh, um, is going to serve him during his his schooling as for a snack bag. We got um, you know there's there's some neat things that aren't necessarily the games themselves. There was a gentleman selling uh, coasters made from what was that material? Uh, well, they were. It was so he took uh, floor vinyl and cut them into squares, mm. and then put his own vinyl decals on it. Now, if you don't know the process, you would just be like, "Oh man, that looks cool." So he had like Yoshi, Mario, Luigi, and you know, like Mario has like six colors on him. Right. So what you have to do the way he did it, because this vinyl will last forever, is you take like the black, you lay that down first. And then you take like the red parts of Mario, and then you adhere that to it, and then you take like his pants that are blue. It's like you're putting multiple layers, layers of colors down. on it, but it's colored vinyl, so it will never fade or get messed oh, up really? at all. Yeah, it's not like like something you print. It's an actual color vinyl that's cut out. Wow. So it doesn't fade. So I mean, the process is more. Trenton's but... a graphic designer, everybody, <laughs> so he knows what he's talking about. So it won't fade. And I think he said it was the same about this. This well, no, this is right? uh, this a... is this is like something. The easy way to do it is like if you you can buy those those paper sheets and print them on your computer and use like iron iron on prints. Okay, yeah. But this is like, yeah, you know, it's that same process, but it's a higher quality. Okay, so that's um, this will be one of the little guys' snack bags, and that's Sonic the Hedgehog. 
with all Ooh. you know pretty much the Sonic characters from uh, all the Sonic games on there, even down to the the thirty two X Knuckles Chaotix. Um, she's a bad guy, I th- know, from uh, Sonic Adventure 2. And then if you don't want to put your snacks in it, you can uh, put it in your uh, five-star notebook and put all oh. your colored pencils and crayons in it. I think it. that's what it's meant for, but we're going to use it for <laughs> snack time, everybody. I thought I was your snack pack. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's see, I'll do, I'll do, I'll, I'll do a game. Let's, uh, There's always games to talk about. We're going to go away from Saturn, but we're going we're gonna to stay with Sega. And this is a game I've been talking about for I think a couple podcasts at least, but I've been wanting it for really? for a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't know, at least one. Podcast. We probably mentioned on the like when we were talking about, uh, well, the it has oh, which ha- it would have already been have, released by this comes out, but uh, yeah. when we were talking about Eternal Champions and right, Eternal Mortal Champions and, and and we had Killer a we, we have a podcast that is either already live or will be live soon on Killer Instinct and Eternal Champions, and there's a lot of discussion about the other fighting games of the 16-bit era. And one of them that I've I've wanted for a very long time that I just never either came across or for whatever reason I was buying other games and I couldn't couldn't pick this up at the time, but um, that is Samurai Showdown. And I'm, I'm always intrigued with um, those Neo Geo ports and, and other fighting games on the Sega Genesis, especially when you consider, and I mentioned this on, on a recent podcast, the, the fact that the Neo Geo and a lot of the arcade setups used the same microprocessor that the Genesis used. So it's interesting to see how they fared when they were converted over. But uh, Samurai Shodan is is a Neo Geo game. It's a, a weapons-based fighting game. Um, very colorful, almost uh, you know, in the real in colorful in the in the Street Fighter vein to keep it you know very simple. Um, but you do have weapons, which is you know an interesting uh, and I aspect to it. Think. Oh, man, I really wish I knew for sure. But I think in this version you can jump from uh, foreground to background. I don't know. I know there's, there's multiple layers of fighting yeah. planes? Like, uh, well, like Guardian Samurai, Heroes? Yeah, didn't Samurai Shodan have that? Or was that just the that, zooming that in was and the, out? That was the scaling of the, of the oh. characters. And I, and I wouldn't think that this version would have it because the mm. Genesis couldn't do scaling. You know, hardware based. We'll find out. We're gonna test it out later. But um, excited to have this in the in the collection. And I mean, it still looks it still looks great. It though. looks it looks awesome. I'm I'm excited to play it. I, I don't know. I just fighting games are very easy to understand in terms of what they're trying to do. They don't always have the easiest controls. Yeah. But it's a very straightforward process, and that's what I like about it. I like the the colorful graphics, and the, the different characters, and and again, it's just one that I've always been wanting to track down. So we finally got it. And that's another one that uh, that's off the list that we wanted. Now we need more shelf space. Got to We're going to need more shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel all my appointments. Uh, I think I'm going to do another one. Okay. Um, Get it popping. Yep. One of the last uh, racing games that I need on the Saturn, uh, I believe, is Sega Touring Car Championship. Now, this was a... As far as I know, well-regarded arcade game. Um, I don't even remember this one. I think this was... I could be wrong that it's an arcade game. I do know that when it came home, whether it was or not, um, it was criticized for its its controls. And Uh and specifically (laughs) controls with the standard pad. Now, it does say that it's recommended to use an analog pad. And you know, I think that in that case, it might have fared a little bit better. So we're interested to try this out. You mean the... The one that came with Knights, that pad? That that 3D control uh, pad. But I, I believe it's also compatible with the racing wheel. 
Well, and, you would hope so. Yeah, so I'd like actually like to do a test on this and see which which controller works best with it. You think why wouldn't they just use the uh, controls from like Sega Rally or something like see, that? But Sega, or, but see, but or did they want to make two different? Like they want to make appeal to two different uh, audiences. They want to make Sega Rally as the arcade one. Maybe this as the more serious. Playing I think one? by the time this game had come out the the arcade racer was sort of forgotten by that point the 3d control pad had already come out and they i don't even know if they were selling the arcade the, the arcade racer anymore sega touring car wow i believe it's compatible with it but it almost the, the it almost looks at, along the same vein as yeah it almost looks like it's along the same vein of sega rally championship but just a little bit different and it, it doesn't, you know, nobody talks about Sega Touring Car as the, you know, the game to go back to on yeah. Saturn, and it's because of the controls that they didn't, they didn't, they didn't uh, translate as well as uh, as Sega Rally did. Makes sense. Oh, a little bit of tape. Uh, so yeah, I definitely never even seen this or <laughs> heard of it. The dog. Oh boy. Okay. Dog's not in here, bro. Where are your dogs? <laughs> Um, and then I'll do one more, and then you can finish up, and then I'll do my last game here. All right. Um, so another Saturn game that uh, we've been looking for, another 3DO conversion. <laughs> Just more reason to get a 3DO, right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> they don't know about that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking for a 3DO, everybody. I, I, I'm uh, taking the plunge again after the conversation we had in the last podcast about <laughs> 3DO. Um, and, and that game is The Horde. And so basically, not this the whores, the, the horde, the horde. Oh. So this is a game where you're um, a person who's defending a town and building up its defenses, almost like a uh, a godlike game or a strategy game, like a like a Warcraft or something like that. But the difference is, is you're building it up, and then at the at nighttime, this horde comes out and attacks your village. And when it switches, you actually go out in the field and you can attack the horde as they're attacking your town at the same time. And you have to you have to keep your uh, town um, uh, alive, let's just say, or you have to keep it from getting too damaged. And every night, it basically gets you know more and more intense, and you need to uh, get more sophisticated with with building it. The up. The graphic so, style kind of looks like uh, Diablo. It almost looks like a Diablo, yeah, yeah, kind of, and and it switches to more of a Diablo type of perspective at night when you're actually out there slashing away. Man, they are really the trying to sell this thing, huh? What do they say? This is mouth-watering 3D texture <laughs> mapped characters. <laughs> wow. They even put the Game Pro score, the fives all across the board. It was a it was a well-regarded game when it came out on 3DO. Definitely. Those might be the 3DO scores. Oh, it actually says that too. It says there's a star. It says, "Oh, that's the 3DO rating." Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know if it got fives across the board, but by the time it finally reached, uh, by the time it finally reached. Now, if you saw this tagline, would you assume it's for a video game or for a porn? Gut popping swordplay. A porn. (laughs) Well, you'd be wrong, sir, because it's a tagline for the horde. (laughs) No, that was two men doing the missionary (laughs) press, or whatever he says. (laughs) Military press. Military press. (laughs) Barry Lincoln. (laughs) All right, why don't you go ahead? What else you got? Go ahead now. So, I brought it back, and as you know, we did a uh, podcast on, on Ken Griffey Jr. versus World Series Baseball. And I went even deeper back, and I got Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run for the Super Nintendo, which is the second one that they put out on the, the Super Nintendo. The sequel on Super Nintendo. Yeah. It's uh, it's not... Well, it's complete. Well, it doesn't have the booklet, but 
So it's not complete. Yeah. But, I mean, to get a Super Nintendo game in the box with the box in, like, really good condition... Yeah, you'll track down, you'll track down a manual. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I wasn't really trying to find it complete, but I just actually wanted the game. I don't mm. know. I think the game goes for maybe, like, 8 or 10 bucks. so... Isn't that what you got the... I got the... it for a little less than 15 Yeah, that's not Because I got it with a few <clears> other <throat> stuff, so... King Giffy Jr.'s winning run. And I don't think... Still haven't played it yet, so... No, I've, gonna... I've played the original. Yeah. And I really like that. But this is a whole different game made by a whole different studio, right? This yep. is made by this is the one... Rare? Yeah. Or the first one was made by Rare? I'm pretty sure it just says Nintendo on it, but... Okay. I'm almost positive. Okay. I don't know. I don't see Roll Rare. Maybe they just didn't put their name on it, but I could have sworn it was. Okay. But it just says... Hit us up in the comments if you, guys, if you guys know the answer to that We question. don't know everything here. <laughs> Um, you I do. I I do want to show these off uh, quickly. We're almost done. <laughs> Just a couple more minutes. So, uh, one of the other things that we got here um, from Chris Alema Classic Gaming Quarterly were some coasters. So we're filling out the the game room here. We got some. We got four coasters here. If you have a hot beverage, um, he actually does does sell these, so you can check or a them cold out. beverage or a cold beverage. Um, just yeah. seems like a standard. Uh, the unofficial, material. officially unofficial coaster of the Turbo Duo. There you go, <laughs> officially unofficial. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those are those are kind of neat. Nice to have uh, gaming centric stuff kind of lining the rest of our game. And also, yeah. if you're uh, local in Connecticut, there's actually, oh, yeah. if you're familiar with Barcade, you know the arcade that's also a bar. There's one opening in Southington called uh, Gamecraft. Um, and they do, which is funny, we just talked about it, they have an arcade unit of Excitebike Versus. They do have a Versus Excitebike. They just happened to be there. <laughs> yep, it was at the show. They just had a couple of their arcade games on display. I, yep. They said they're going to have like... Asteroids Cocktail Cabinet? Yeah. I've never even heard of that. They said they're going to have about like 30 Using to 40... Using vector graphics? Yeah, about like 30 to 40 different games, and they should be opening up in late fall, so my guess is October or November, but just wanted to give yeah. them a shout yeah. out. If you're in the Hartford area, uh, go check out uh, Gamecraft when you're here. And uh, I've got two more games. Well, I have a game and a half, technically. <laughs> uh, so let's. I'll go with this one. Cause, you gonna do that? Okay, go so ahead. yeah, when I originally got a Sega CD way back in the day, I got two. Well, I got, it came with Sewer Shark. I bought it used at a video game store in the Norwich Town Mall, which wow. I couldn't, couldn't even. It, I think it was only there. What, for, year, what year was this? Ninety. It was before I got. You got it in the nineties. It was before I got. You must be rich. No, I paid for it myself, like my paperboy money. <laughs> uh, you mean like money that yeah, you made from not, selling not, the game not paperboy? From, not from paperboy tournaments. Oh, no. right. <laughs> <laughs> it was before I got the 32X, so it must have been like early 94. And I think it was it was $90. It was this Genesis 2 with the Sega CD2, and it came with... That was a hell of a deal. They were selling it with Streets of Rage and Sewer Shark. I couldn't. I have no idea what this video game store was called. So if anyone was in the Norwich area back then and knows <laughs> the name of the video game store, it was literally around for like eight months. It was in the mall. Yeah, it was in the mall. Mm. Um, and then ended up going to KB Toys and buying Willie Beamish and Rise of the Dragon for like ten bucks each. And somewhere along the way, I either sold them or lost them, and I picked up half of Rise of the Dragon, <laughs> which is I had like yeah, two thirds. Which is the case, just no disc. But I got the case for fifteen dollars. And there was two some, other, some people were selling them for like fifty, right? Yeah, there was two other people that were selling a complete copy of this for fifty, and the disc goes for like fifteen. On and eBay. others were and others for twenty. Yeah, so like so the disc it's... is fifteen, um, but it's actually a really good game if you're into the kind of uh, snatcher mist kind of like point and click 
kind of style games. I, I I love it. I've played it through to completion. It's um it's it's like Snatcher Light in the way of it's the same exact kind of, of gameplay, but you're not gonna spend five hundred dollars to try to play it. <laughs> yeah. Um it's got a really good story, it's engaging, it makes you want to continue playing. Um I I, I, mean, had, a, I had a blast with it. I really like it. Like if you were playing this in like ninety three, you're like, wow. I, I actually played it in I think 98 or 99 oh, wow. and i still had an awesome time and it is that. a mature rated game so there is yeah. some uh, racy subject no i know I, I i know it was late 90s because by that time game facts was around and i, I had to follow a game fact because there was no yeah way was gonna i remember happen. having it i just yeah i probably got into a few scenes and i picked the wrong thing and then you die yeah and, and it's like well i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> stash yeah. this one but away. it was still it was still fun to play it's definitely a game rise of the dragon is definitely a game that is worth more than what it's going for in terms of I think the intrinsic value of the game, and it's Sega CD, so probably like another year, it's probably going to shoot up another twenty dollars. <laughs> That'll something. be the next thing people jump on, yeah. jump on, except you know the uh, for the uh, the working designs games. Because you notice that at this uh, expo, even last year and all the other ones, it is it's surprisingly it's surprising that a lot more vendors don't have thirty two X or Sega CD or Saturn, or Saturn games, games. Yeah. like. There was only a few vendors that had Sega CD games, and they were pretty much all the same, like, five common games. Yeah. And 32X is barely anything. It's like the same games, like uh, Cosmic Carnage and mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, I saw mean, Space Harrier. Oh, you did? Yeah. I saw Afterburner. Shadow but, Squadron. But yeah. they're, they're few and far between, like you said. I mean, you see a ton of PS1. You see a ton of NES. Well, I mean, you know. But, I mean, we're also there's <laughs> also about 30 times as many copies of those games as... Sega CD right. and 32X. Right. But still... But like, that goes back to your conversation about the games we really want, the games where we've already kind of filled out our libraries to the yeah. point where the ones we want are a little bit more but you just exclusive. Think you just think at like these conventions, this would be the place... <laughs> where you're going to see that stuff, right? Like the Punisher for Genesis. No, not one copy out of like all these places. So it, it must be just that... It really is that rare of a game, I guess. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I saw one copy of Splatterhouse 2. Oh, did you? Yeah. I almost I saw a copy of someone had Time Killers on Genesis. Remember that terrible fighting game where you chopped their limbs off and everything? Oh boy. Yeah. I was like I almost thought about buying it, but I was like it's not a good game and I don't <laughs> want to spend like $80 on it just to say I have it. Yeah. Good so times. It's, so it's probably still sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um you had shown a game that uh, you had gotten before so I'll, I'll before I end with what the last thing I got there I'll just show a couple of my more recent pickups that I think are noteworthy. The first one is Christmas Nights into Dreams. Ooh. Which is uh, pretty much just a demo of the first level of nights and um, the interesting thing about this if you don't know is that depending on when you play this game it'll show a different um, you know, scene inside the game. So if it's Christmas time, it'll show a Christmas Christmas scene. If it's the Fourth of July, it'll be, uh, you know, celeb- you know, the summer celebration. Yeah. That, that, that you like that? That that they'll be that they'll be celebrating. So it it really depends on what time of year. I think if it's uh, April first, if it's April Fool's Day, I think it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Does it really do that? Yeah, and he runs across. Uh, he, he runs I didn't know that. I thought it was just they just turned everything Christmas themed in the game. Yeah, that's just during Christmas time. Oh. Uh. Otherwise, if it's just a regular time of year, it'll it'll play like the normal, the normal demo. Gotcha. So it all depends on when you play it. So 
Um, just an uh, interesting... Do you remember where they even put that out? Or how, yeah, so you, how they, you got that? They were in, I believe they were in uh, either Die Hard Game Fan. They actually were sending them oh, out. Really? Through, through, it was through a magazine that you would get them. But they also had them at Blockbuster Video. Oh, when you rented a game, they probably gave them out? Well, they, they didn't give them out. They had them there. And for some reason, they had dozens of copies. And I can remember them selling them on clearance for either $2? either one ninety nine or ninety nine cents with like a little orange tag. Yeah. And I was like, "That's kind of silly. Why would I want that?" And then <laughs> I went ahead on eBay and I and and I thankfully paid thirty times that. Thirty to, bucks. Uh, to, yeah, th- I got it for thirty one dollars. You know, that's that's a good price on eBay right now for for <laughs> a, a com- for a complete copy. So I'd actually like they do have reproductions of the long box. Saturn case that that actually has Christmas nights on it. So there's a, there's like a, there's like someone a, made somebody made oh a, they turned a, that into a long box kind version. of yeah oh. yeah with a different graphic and everything. I would never get rid of the the sleeve, but you can actually you know to kind so of line your line it. your shelf and display yeah. it. Um, so that's pretty neat. And then the other one I got. You know, speaking of Samurai Showdown, I think this is an underrated game, and I think it's an underrated game because uh, everybody wanted the arcade sequel to come out. Um, and they didn't get it, but uh, it's I've I've played this game and it's still I think awesome nonetheless. And that's Golden Axe: The Duel. I got that uh, just a few days ago. I'm guessing it wasn't probably that weapons-based fighter. Thinking of, that popular. Know, Showdown. Like Weapon Lord, remember that game? Well, again, we're talking about the Sega Saturn. You know, we're talking about how many <laughs> how many copies are going to be sold, and who wants a fighting game? I think I know. They see Golden Axe is like, oh, yeah. we got another beat 'em up. Nice. I'm like, no, we made it no, a fighting. We game. We made it a fighting game. It's Talk like, about a game nobody wanted. <laughs> right. So nobody wanted it at the time, but nowadays, if you go back and you play it, you say, wow, this is actually really impressive. They had some scaling, moving in and out, depending on how far the characters were away, and it has. In, in the short time that I spent with it, it's very much Street Fighter control. So it's it's forward, down to forward and punch to do a, you know, a uh, Shoryuken type of a, uh, a weapon move with your sword. Or down to forward and punch does a fireball with, with the sword. So uh, very, very much Street Fighter influenced. But um, you know, kind of kicked up to the next level, so to speak, and, and, and done over with weapons. So yeah, the style really of a lot it, of fun. style of it kind of looks like a, uh, a mix between... Like Street Fighter and like Marvel versus Capcom. I'd say more like Samurai Showdown. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least when I was when I was playing, we can we can take a take a test of it here soon. But those are the pickups that I got that weren't at the show. And then uh, you have one more. Why don't I why don't I do this one? Because I think that one's a little bit more historically significant. So I'll do my last one here. Oh. Um. So what I should do is do a video of how to piecemeal things sometimes <laughs> or how to get deals you gotta make things work um so the, this game is it's the last game that i needed in my working design set for saturn and that's iron storm so a strategy game where you're moving um your characters your 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 tanks and such airplanes on a map and then when you're actually engaging with the enemy it switches to a cinematic showing the actual three-dimensional graphics of the uh, of the ships and the characters moving and fighting each other. Um, actually has uh, a pretty good reputation. And Trenton said, hey, Sal, do you have Iron Storm? I came over and, I, and, and the guy shows it to me. And he says, I, I don't have the booklet. Ca- I don't have the booklet. Yeah, because it, it was under uh, like a glass case yeah. kind of, so you can so, only see the top. So immediately I was like, ugh. 
He's like, I only have it for $40, so that's why. And I'm like, but then I got to track down a, a manual. So I said, let me improvise here. So <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> so I went on eBay, and I found somebody that had the manual. They wanted uh, $40 for it. And I said, well, I'm, I don't want to spend 40 but I'll try to spend 30 So I, I messaged the, the person who had it, and they immediately got back to me. They said, yes, we'll, we'll do it for 30 so I bought that, and I told the guy that you know to, just to hold on to this for me, and then he sold me this for thirty. So I ended up getting it for sixty dollars for, for for sixty. Do the so, math, as Atari would say. Yeah, do the math. So now I've you know when I get that manual, and it'll be a complete copy. So uh, Iron Storm on uh, Sega Saturn, not only another one down, but actually a good game that I'm looking forward to to testing. I mean, you would think so, right? It's working designs. Did they make? Yeah. Did they ever make a bad game? On Saturn, no, I don't think so. They didn't. They wouldn't make games that were bad and move them over. You yeah. Know? At the very least, it was a game maybe that if you didn't like it, it's just because you didn't like that genre. Right. Yeah. But you know, people who were into that, you know, I get, I'm guessing people who like Military Madness or Advance Wars would like Iron Storm. Yeah. All right. So, those are uh, those are my pickups. Trent, you got one more. I've got one more. All right. What Which was. I wasn't really looking for that much today. There was, I think it was this game, and I mean Punisher is always on the list. I had no expectations today. <laughs> just so that everybody knows, I, usually I go in with a with a list and I am ready to go. I got know what I want, and today I came with no list. I, I was just laid back, calm, cool, and collected. I just came with my list of Saturn games that I needed, and I was just like, let's just have some fun, and it worked out. So I think I should do that every year. <laughs> so I, yeah, I had this and. The Punisher is like always on the back burner. It's like a game I want, but I don't want to pay for. It. Right. <laughs> like hopefully, just randomly it'll pop eh, up be somewhere. Be patient. Yeah. You might. You might, you might um, get it someday. And then, so this was a game I remember playing like back in the day. A beat 'em up for the Nintendo. Um, and for some reason, I never beat this game. I don't know if it was hard or it was just too young to figure out like what to do. We would always get stuck at one part. I don't know if it was like you get to the one level and you have to like do something to get into the building. Well, it's got RPG elements. Yeah, and we were we would always get stuck in the same spot. We're like, son of a bitch. We're going to um, beat it right after this video. We're going to play through the whole game. But uh, it is called... Now, is this two-player? It is. It is River City Ransom. I'm so excited. Now, the cover is deceiving because it looks like the most... like West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the toughest game ever. And then you turn on the game and the, the style is kind of like cartoony. The big. If you've ever played World Cup for Nintendo, Dodge, Super Dodgeball. Yeah, it's the same kind of like. I forget what that what that style is called. If you know what the style is, uh, hit us up in the comments like, and let us know. They're like pudgy, fat-headed characters. <laughs> I don't know, right? That's kind of how yeah. they are. But it's, Kunio Kun. That's what it is. Kunio Kun. Man, that just Kunio sounds. Uh, not... We've lost one member of our <laughs> troop. Everybody. It just sounds. <laughs> that just sounds uh, not right. Kunio Kun. Kunio Kun. I believe it's called Kunio Kun. Oh, but yeah, River City Ransom. Um, it was a game I I don't even remember the last time I played this. Probably when I was like ten. No, because I played it at oh, your no. house when, the first time that we met. I came over your house. You sh- are you sure? It, yes, I'm positive. You had this at your house. You've lost a lot of games <laughs> over your years because I never played this other than that. I never played this game. The only time right. I played it was with you. If you say so. But I got it from the guys at Retro Games Plus, who are uh, they, they're really great. I got it. They gave me they're the they're the best. Give me a hookup awesome. on this too, because it was this I was one I was looking for. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to play this one because I hadn't played it in so long. I'd really like to beat it in one sitting. So I hope it's not like a seven. We're doing hour game. it, baby. We're doing it. Hope it's like a two hour game. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll look up how long to beat. 
<laughs> How Long to Be. Isn't that a website? How Long to Be. It sounds like it's one of those uh, dark web sites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Googling it's a, that. It's an edging website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, boy. Yeah, yeah and uh, hopefully we can uh, get on the panel uh, next year. That's what we're looking to do. So we spoke with, uh, with Chris from uh, Retro World Expo, who actually grew up in my town, um, coincidence enough. And from the heart. That's right. <laughs> Uh, hard, hard mean streets of Columbia, Connecticut, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get on that panel next year. That would be a ton of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. So, any more parting words, uh, little guy, Sal? No, you good to go? He's got He's, He just wants to play Star Wars on PSP. That's what we're gonna do after this, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we do have a podcast called the Turbo Duo Cast. If you haven't seen it and uh the mission of that is to connect with our gaming memories and uh remember the uh, good old times and where we were and what we were doing and um Ooh, how those man. games play today so if you guys are interested in that kind of subject matter and reconnecting with your own memories then uh check us out we're on uh, youtube obviously here or you can connect with us on um or you can get our, our podcast on apple podcast stitcher uh, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much all the major ones. If you have any suggestions or any any questions that you'd like to ask, hit us up at uh, the Turbo Duo at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, the Turbo Duo, Instagram at the Turbo Duo, and uh, we're always posting interesting, fun things that are going on with the channel. So uh, keep up with us Dad, there. Hit the tiny what? He says, hit the tiny bell. Hit that subscribe button and ring hit, that bell. Hit the subscribe button, like it, subscribe, share, comment. Anything else? Next time we're going to do three, four, five. Three, four, five? No, it's, we're going to do the sixth one. The sixth one? <laughs> All right. And with that, as always, be safe, be happy, be healthy. And keep it turbo. I always love to say that. Hey, Rip! Say, keep it turbo. Mm, I, don't, I don't know how to say it anymore. Right there. I don't know how keep to it. say it anymore. Say, keep it turbo. Keep it turbo. Yeah. <laughs>